Welcome to Seriously Awkward. podcast and friends and I am here with some some people I have never met in my entire life and that's pretty <laughs> exciting because we can do stuff over this zoom thing and we can have a good conversation and so my friend Steve he has he was telling me that I should have these people on my podcast because they have a really unique podcast it's called uh what is, what is it called it's called so tell me about your dad <laughs> so tell me about your dad so actually i listened to the first two episodes you had and i find them first of all they're very good it, but the second thing is is i am worried about your <laughs> emotional quota that you're going to be able to handle all this <laughs> uh like whether you're gonna be able to keep going with the stories about people's dads. <laughs> yeah, as are we. We are also learning uh the the frequency at which we do these podcasts and how much mental walk space we're gonna need for ourselves. Right. And that, um, that's that, something that we are definitely taking into account. Yeah. So so uh tell me a little bit about yourself how did this start what what where was the the process of this even getting started and yeah just take it away sure um so i had i'd been doing podcasting for about the last seven eight years um doing a show called stab which is a comedy writing show i've been doing stand-up for quite some time and um as the host of it you know, it was just, it's a fun thing to do, uh, but I've uh, kind of taken a break with that for a while, if not indefinitely, and kind of wanted to focus on uh, something I wanted to do uh, that was a little more serious, but also I know that I would be able to bring a little bit of levity to it also. Um, and so about a year and a half ago, kind of came up with the idea um, about doing the show about two years ago, I lost my dad. Um, he, we weren't super close. He was kind of in and out of my life. He was a heroin addict. Uh, both of my parents were heroin addicts. So there's a lot of stories on either side of that with trauma and all that. And that, that stuff that those are topics that come up in my stand-up comedy anyway. Um, so I thought it might be interesting to kind of pivot maybe a quarter turn and be like, let's talk about this seriously with a little bit of levity. If, right. if, if it presents itself. Um, and um, so I recorded one with a guy named Kevin Seconds. Did, uh, he's a singer for Seven Seconds, a local friend of mine here. We did one and it was, wow. So I was like, oh, that was fun. And then we just kind of stopped doing it. I didn't really have time to do it. Now, now that we're in quarantine, it's like, well, let's follow through with some stuff. And so... Um, May and I, who's also in the room with us here, um, I shared that idea with her, and she is an organizer and a producer and a person that will 
keep you accountable to the things you say you're going to do. And right. uh, Taskmaster, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also on top of that, very insightful and uh, has helped set up the interviews and we've kind of divvied the, uh, as you know, doing a podcast is it's work. Um, and so, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so May and I have been at it for the last three weeks, uh, really pushing forward with the podcast. Okay. And, um, so I've seen like, so you're, you got your Facebook page, which is the, so tell me about your dad. And then, uh, I see that you're you're automatically you're growing really fast already. Um, what do you what do you think that is about? Like, what is it about the just the subject matter itself that makes people go, "I want to be a part of that"? Uh, you could jump in anytime, man. If you want, I don't want to be the <laughs> the white man no, talking think, the whole um, time. <laughs> just in observing in the stories that we're already receiving, I think there's a lot of unanswered questions for people, and I feel like dads are easily missed. You know, dad issues are not as put to the forefront as there are, you know, the interactions kids have with their moms, who is the main person in their lives for the most part. And I feel like dads don't really get that opportunity to, for their stories to be told. And there's so much depth there. And there's a mystery in a, in a father. You know, they don't, they typically don't share as much. They don't connect as much generally. And so you're, there's a, there's a, a, an interesting relationship, father, son, father, daughter, you know, dynamic there that needs to be kind of worked through. And so either you, we're seeing all levels of it. You know, from I have no idea to I worked through it for years to help me figure it out while we're talking. Right. You know, it's like right. It's kind it's of like a it's really eye opening. It's like a little miniature therapy session yeah, type thing that you got going on. Um, I think there's I think there's also kind of and uh, again we we've also stated I think in our first episode we're not trying to make this like a men's rights activism type thing about dads are more important than moms and we get men don't get a, a their voice but i do think that there's a societal consequence for the way we have things set up right and how things have been set up for years of dad goes to work maybe mom would stay home just as much as it's affected women in the workplace and things i think there's also been a consequence emotionally and connectively with fathers being that even though they are out being the quote unquote breadwinners or whatever. I think there's obviously there's this like May put, there's there's this, a mystery and a and a not a, a depth of connection that it seems like a lot of people don't have with their dads. So Yeah, it's it's very interesting the the whole premise. So I was thinking while I was uh writing up some notes and when I was listening to your podcast, I was thinking, what is it that connects us and <laughs> almost immediately I thought of uh uh do you remember the movie Jaws where they're all sitting in one area comparing scars and where they get like so like one's got a a, a, sh a shark bite and one's got like a, a shark that went across them and one's got just he says he's just got a broken heart or whatever I think there's like this connection 
where we kind of enjoy showing each other scars mm. and talking about where do we get this on us mm -hmm. and how do we carry it with us. And I think that's part of the story is, is us sharing who we are and how we got through that. And there is a connection there with our, our dads because we all have dads. And um, some of them are great and amazing, and some of them, oh, gosh, that's annoying. Uh, <laughs> some of them just are spotty, and some of them are just absolutely terrible. Right. And we put a lot, I, I think in many ways, we put a lot of pressure on dads that they're in, maybe it's like this superhero thing, like when we were a kid, mm -hmm. we look up to them. And they're these big, strong things, but they're they're just people trying to do the best for themselves, which, like, I, I don't understand, like, so I was like, like, I was listening to your story and all the struggles that you went through and with your dad dealing with meth and, and some of the other stuff like that. And you have to go, it's hard to humanize your dad in that mm. yeah. I think and but at the same time there's got to be a, a like a huge frustration of why couldn't you just stop for me or why why can't you in in many of this um did you have to go through all that in order to even have this podcast at the time so <laughs> somewhat I mean even though he's passed away a couple of years ago that there's been a lot of therapy um thought and through through and also he wasn't really there a lot in my life so that was almost kind of a lucky break almost when i think about it he was a lifelong heroin addict um and so a lot of my issues because i spent more time with my mother who was also in that same seen a lot like I, I think i even said it in the interview um on our first episode of yeah it's weird i've always been kind of more mad at her for not leaving almost right um one one thing that's been kind of a turning point as far as understanding and making it hard to humanize someone that's an addict i never found it that hard actually um to humanize them in fact that's what's helped with any of the me even being able to joke about it. I mean, like I said, I've been doing stand-up for about 15 years, and for a long time, people are like, oh, stand-up, it's therapy. And I'm like, yeah, but it's one-sided therapy where I talk all the time to drunk people, but they never give me any tools back, you know? Right. And not until a few years ago was I go, I was literally, we were just talking about this, um, was going through pictures of just some family member sent me a bunch of pictures and there's a picture of my dad, like in diapers with his mom holding him. And I was like, Oh, he was a baby once. And he was a three-year-old once. And he was a six-year-old once. And he was a teenager once. And at what point did his life, what was it in his life that made him go down that? It, it's obviously wasn't, although it was his choice to stay in it or whatever, whatever reasons were feeding that. Um, I can only, know that he didn't start off that way. Right. If that makes sense. No, it yeah. does. I've yeah. always, so I have this 
curiosity of whenever I see somebody like a homeless person, mm. I immediately think, who were they in high school? Who were they yeah. before this point happened? Like, what, what, what is this person? I, I think if I sat down and talked with them, a lot of them would, it, they couldn't even tell me what's going on. But right. if I was able to sit down and have a conversation, it would be very fascinating to hear, like, how did you end up here? Because this is not your goal. This is not your destiny. This is not what you wanted out of your life. Right. And I think a lot of it is, is like, like, so it, it comes back to, it's just people trying to do the best. <laughs> they, it's cause it, it's, it's funny to me. I put a lot of pressure on my dad being a good dad. And when I, he didn't meet my expectations. He was also one of those people that was never there. He would only show up long enough to um, be, you know, to have an argument with uh, his wife. And then they would split off into different rooms. And I had frustrations with both of them because, I mean, they lived together for so many years and there was a part of me that, that wished they would have gotten a divorce because it would have been a better relationship. Right. And um, I think, and then after that point in my life, when not getting fed by my father or my mother, I kind of um, tried to find it in other people and other people's role models. And they mm -hmm. never matched up to my expectations of people and yeah. of what I wanted. And I came to the realization that I have to be okay with myself and that they are just people just doing what they know. <laughs> like, I, I right. you have so many pressures on, on them. And it's just like, they, like, how did most people get their job? <laughs> they, they don't go and find a job. They go, hey, um... They, they have a friend that says, hey, they're hiring at my place, and right. they've been there for 27 years now. And or they have to take a job. and Right, or they just, yeah, they job. just have to take a job, and they're just there. So yeah. it there's a lot of pressure for having to take a job, and you're just there, and having all these expectations on everything. Right. Um, but... I'm I'm excited about Funny. your journey in this whole thing because I think in many ways the the idea behind your podcast is is a good therapy for 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 people. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I'm worried about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, at, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean I am too to be honest. Yeah. And 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 Mary and I, yeah, we we've literally after the second episode, I, I'm not kidding. I literally like ugly cried into my bed, uh, just because I didn't. The story was so powerful of that person. I could tell my story all day and not shed a tear. Right, you know what I mean? And be like, yeah, yeah, I've dealt with it, and this is all <laughs> kind of old news. Like I've seen this show before. Right, but yeah, I think also something we encourage our guests in a tongue-in-cheek thing at you know manner after each show where we we go hey uh thank you for sharing go take a walk uh maybe talk to your therapist if you have one 
uh, talk to somebody about this, to, you know, drink some tea, do something to take, because, yeah, I, I don't really think there, the level of trauma that I've kind of dealt with through my entire life, really, like, I need to cry. Like, I feel better when I hear these stories, not because they didn't happen to me, but it definitely, like, makes me feel less alone. So right. I would say you wouldn't really have to worry about me on that, on that front of, although I probably should see a therapist and be like, ah, that's, this is probably what therapists deal with. Right. Um, well, we'll see, I guess in a year we'll see. <laughs> like, uh, uh, no, but I, I, I think, I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be all right. Okay. <laughs> we, 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 maybe. Both, both, maybe. Yeah. maybe. We'll okay. okay. I like I the maybe like in there. Maybe. I mean, there have been moments when I was like, oh, my gosh, are we really emotionally capable of, <laughs> you know, as being like this curator of, of, you know, difficult stories, you know, granted, maybe two out of three are difficult, but that's still a lot like, right. you know, that, that's still a lot. And I call, I find myself walking out of the, the just listening to their conversation because I'm always listening in the back end, on the back end of things going my gosh you know even just the listener almost it feels so heavy right. and even if you didn't experience those things it really makes you realize that there's so much pain out there and people hide it well and a lot of the people we interview are people we somewhat know and so you see a different side to these people that you thought Right. And it's shocking. You know, it's some, it's a little bit shocking sometimes. Well, it's, yeah. it explains a lot about them. <laughs> and then I stand back and I'm realizing like, if I only really dug down and got to know everybody I knew this way, yeah. I would not jump to conclusions about why they're such assholes or, they're mean <laughs> or you know, I'd be like, Oh, now I get it. I right. get all of it now, you know? So you're learning a lot about, how patient you can be in understanding people, no matter who they are. That's the biggest takeaway I think I've gotten out of it. John, yeah. you got anything? <laughs> and we were, and we've been surprised. Also, we didn't want this to be like sad dad hour, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that—that that wasn't the point of it. We weren't trying to. We're we're not trying to be salacious in any way. That's even our calls, like. Tell us about good dads, fat dads, bad dads, silly dads, ugly dads. You know what right. I mean? Dads Not are climbing rocks. Like, right. My dad's, yeah, dads <laughs> who eat Oscar Mayer hot dogs. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've <laughs> kind of derailed that thought. Um, no. <laughs> no, so, yeah, I, I'm... The, there's many things. I'm excited about this podcast. Tell me about the the people that you've started to interview and kind of what you're looking for, uh, where to find you, where to find more information about what you're doing, uh, this blah, blah, blah information that's important that people need sure. to find out about because they need to be able to actually find you. I mean, we're just talking about yeah. something. and So, so. tell me about your dad.com. Uh, we have a Google form on there. You could fill out what we're looking for. I think it's already changed. Um, I guess it would be too long to be like, so tell me about your father figure. So if you don't want to reveal your name and tell us about your father, you know what I mean? So we want to let, it's open to everyone. Some people didn't grow up with a dad and they may feel excluded from it, but it's like, who was your father figure? Let's hear about a mentor that really meant a lot to you. 
if in the absence of your father. Um, so I think that's on us. That's something we're working on to trying to expand the understanding of what we are looking for. Um, um, there's also, we, I mean, we just did an interview before coming on with you of a lot of these interviews, we get into the middle of them and they protect, 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 protect their father, which that you should. And they're also protecting their family. And it's like, oh, you know what? We should have come at this. Like, if you want to write it in, we could have written, we could have read it for you. Right. You know, because there, there's some dark, dark stuff <laughs> that I right. think, you know, that we're like, oh, I'd understand why you don't want to talk about that. But, but then the, the interviews, some of the interviews kind of end up a little lackluster where it's just like, no, we're cool. Like me and my dad are cool. I mean, he's, he sucked for some time, but we're cool. Right. And I know something happened to him when he was younger, but you know, it's cool. Right. We're cool. We're cool. We hang out. We, we don't talk about anything. (laughs) And as, yeah, as much as we don't want to be salacious about it, we're like, but what, but what happened? What, like, why, why did, why do you think this behavior is this way? And then, and then off, off air, or whatever they're like check it out right <laughs> you're like oh my god that's insane you know so but then again when they write yeah, in yeah. they're also trying to hook us right so they're right. they're giving us all of this like really interesting stuff to get us to invite them onto the show and do a recording but then we get there and they're like <laughs> well, you know, can we actually, can we go back and can you just mark that as something we can take out? You know? So Mm. it's like, you could tell that there's a desire to share. Right. And then they realize for whatever reason, like, I don't think I'm ready to tell all that. And that's fine. Right. And that's okay. And then that's when you force that out of them. Got it. You threaten them. Yeah, we're going to sue you. You said you were going to come on here and talk about it, and you better, yeah. or else. Yeah. And really, that's Let's honestly that's the last thing we want to do. We've right. even told people, listen, even if we put this thing out and, you, and you're getting flack for it, we, we never own your stuff. Right. We, you know, that this is, this is your story to tell. Um, it just so happened that you had a crazy one, and it's okay if you feel like you didn't you've overstepped some trust or comfort. Right. It's, it's a very, I'm, I'm one of those people that (laughs) people are always asking me about myself because I don't, I don't really on podcast format. I'm fun and juvenile and everything like that. (laughs) When you meet me in a, in a setting, I'm very closed off. I'm very protective of myself and I don't allow people in because I know that, People like to take things in your past and use it against you. Yeah. And so coming onto a format where you kind of go blah and that's how I'm here is a difficult thing to go through. Right. But at the same time, knowing that their story can help somebody else also helps with them telling their story. Yeah. And like the jazz thing, we all like to, in the end, we all like to see, feel like we're a part of something and we're, we're connecting in a way where we're like, I have a scar, where's your scar? Yeah. And, and it just kind of brings everybody closer together in, in many yeah. ways. Yeah. 
virtual trauma bonding. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It is. It is virtual trauma bonding. Yeah. Thanks quarantine. Yeah. Thanks quarantine. I, I I like it though. I mean, I I told my story and and John did a did a recording with me. So and I have a pretty you know interesting story that I don't talk about. And so I do notice that it's very, I, I can't watch my episode. Like I have a difficult time going through it. So I wonder, I'm interested to see, you know, what our guests feel like once they hear their stuff, right. you know, does it change the experience? Does it make them realize it's better or they're worse for it? Or, you know, it'd be interesting to get a follow-up in like 30 days and, and see what the impact of that has been now that people they know you know, have heard it, you know, what is the, I'm curious to get like the stats on, on what's going on after. (laughs) Right. Right. Like how, how many people are not invited to your holiday party? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be an interesting stat. How many people stopped inviting you to things? How many? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I was thinking about, uh, how uh, it would it, you could get some interest in uh, people in just yeah I don't know how to say it now I just lost my words never mind forget it no worries we're going on moving what on with that? life <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking about studies on it because you'd be able to it's it's like you have a whole you create a whole history of families. And there's a lot of uh, study study that you could do just on that topic. Yeah. And I, I think I, I personally think that some of the larger issues that we have nowadays in society is because fathers were not fathers and fathers left. And because uh, it a, a mother is a great thing, but a mother can't reach where a father can reach and uh, a father also can't reach where a mother can reach into these areas in our lives that we need to be filled up by them and uh i i I think there's a lot of issues in the world today that could have been solved or at least somewhat knit a little bit closer together if some people would have stayed around a little bit or even just had like an interest sometimes it can be frustrating that you know it's just like how hard is it to just show up <laughs> like you know this is and you know I cuss but it's because I know we're going for PG-13 but you, a through you can line cuss. that we've found okay well I won't but it's kind of a dark the, the one through line we were just talking about this really how many <laughs> like an hour ago the through line that we find with a lot of dads that aren't there are traced back to some sort of sexual abuse in their past. That that uh, that locks them up from knowing how to relate as a human being. Right. And that is the biggest surprise. That, like a lot of the stuff that we've talked with people, there is always some sort of element there that is tied to sexual abuse i like i don't i don't i don't think i'm 
using hyperbole here, May, would you agree? Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. There's some sort of like thing to be said about what changes in a person when that happens in a man, you know, in a man, because we're so focused on this, you know, I'm noticing quite a, a similarity in yeah. the confusion of if I can't identify my own trauma, how am I going to parent you? Right. Like, yep. I, I see like this path we're going on of like, oh, now we could be therapists. Like, let me tell you what we learned. <laughs> like, <laughs> statistically, like, like it eventually with- we'll just jump into people's recordings and be like, let me guess. Your dad did that happened to your dad. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's almost like Hoarders. If you watch Hoarders um, or My Strange Addiction, it's always like, all right, they were either molested or somebody died. Right. Right? Like every time. Every time. And so, yeah, even though we've done maybe 15, 20, we have a bunch in the can here uh, that we've recorded. There's... And this is and this is not true with all of them. We have good dad (laughs) stories too. Right. But that's something we've just definitely noticed an underlying theme of like, you know, I agree. Dad's showing up probably would change the world. Uh, why aren't they showing up? And I, I don't think it's because they want to go drink beer. I, I don't think so either. I, I think there's you know, something yeah. that says I'm not good enough. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bars are set pretty high for dads, you know, yeah. in the sense of a family structure. You know, they're supposed to carry the family and you know, they're in charge of like the overall structure. Right. The mothers are in charge of the emotional structure. So then if a father can't fulfill that structure, I feel like then they're like, and I can't fill the emotional, what's the point? You right. know, and there's like, that feeling of inadequacy. I think that's always kind of on the surface for them. So they just don't do it or they do it poorly. They're like, we're going to suck at it anyway. So yeah. Why right. am I going? Why am I even trying? Right. And yeah. I, I totally get that. There's, you know, because there's certain things in your life where you're like, well, I'm, I'm terrible at this. So I'm not even going to try to even be good at it. Like <laughs> there's certain things where I'm like, I get it. I'm terrible. I'm a terrible speller. Right. I, yeah. I don't I don't even try anymore. I try to do my best, but it, it is terrible. It is unrecognizable yeah. sometimes. But <laughs> Well, back, you know, back to the analogy about a job, right? Having to take a job that you didn't necessarily want. Um, un- un- maybe that's a position that people find themselves in of, of fatherhood. Sometimes you, oh, you become a, you get someone pregnant. Surprise. And, and, and now <laughs> it's not necessarily, I don't mean to liken it to a job that you don't want. Right. But I think it's a job that you didn't expect to get, or maybe you did, and you're expected to be the CEO of it immediately. Right. You know. And it's it's almost like, uh, wait, I was just I was I'm good at sweeping floors right. and taking out the garbage. I didn't I don't know how to be the CEO of this. So, hey kids, here's how to sweep a floor and take out garbage. Right. Uh, no, you need more than that. All right, well I'm gonna take a long break. You know, maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's just like this. Like I did not expect it to be this. I threw a baseball with my cousin last before my little cousin and I was good at it for that 30 minutes. So, you know, there's no real historical value. There's no resume that says, Oh yeah, this one has a lot of great history as being a dad. Right. You know, it's like you just thrown in there and you're expected to be willing and able to do it right away. 
Right. And the same with mothers. I mean, this is across same the board. Same thing. It is, yeah, yeah, it's across yeah. the board. Yeah, for sure. Mothers and fathers, they're just kind of thrown into this thing and expected, all right, just know the stuff. And <laughs> just another yeah. area where I, I get frustrated at schools because we we spend so much time on uh, certain subjects that don't matter and we don't spend any time on telling people or teaching people how to cope with things, how to communicate, right. how to be there in the certain situation to actually show up and do something um, right. when they say that they were going to do that. That's all, all off to the side. And it's more about that, you know, dates and times and whatever. Ultra yeah, it's like stuff that it, it's important. But at the same time. When it comes down to life itself, it is not important. So I don't yeah. know. It's I think our age group too. Sorry, did I cut you off? No, you're good. <laughs> All right, we were we were talking about earlier too that the idea of the age group we're in, and how therapy is cool now, and these boomers that are our parents, who never it's just be a tough guy, right? You know. Um, so that's interesting. The next 20, 25 years, I wonder if our kids will be too sensitive because I'm like, you know, today, guys, all right, I'm going to talk to you as long as I have the pillow to talk. <laughs> and then we're going to hand it to you. And what you right. said means, you know, I wonder how. I, I feel like some of that is coming where people yeah. are going to be overly, because you have to have the mix of, like, for me, I'm an emotional person. But for the most part, I'm not emotional at all. <laughs> like, like if I hear a sad story, I, I, I captivate that and hold it in, and then I will, I will most likely cry. Um, but when I'm going through a situation, I'm tough as nails, and that there's not a lot of time that I, I see a lot of people that they get a little bit of push and then they collapse and I'm like, what, why are you collapsing right now? <laughs> this is a non-issue. Um, so yeah, I, I'm worried. I am worried that cause like my dad, his dad was one of those dads that did not show any emotions at all. And so my dad was kind of went onto the other side of, he's just all over the place. Hippie. And, uh, um, I mean, one of the first concerts I went to when I was a kid, was a Grateful Dead concert. <laughs> so is cool. It is right? cool. Like I got to see Jerry Garcia play. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that is not a place for kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my dad never learned how to one process what's going on inside of him. And then communicate that out. Um, he just holds everything in and then gets frustrated when everybody doesn't understand what's going on. And uh, so I actually had a, a moment in my life where, so I was married and I was in the process of getting divorced. And I felt like I didn't want to get a divorce until I had a conversation with my dad about the reason why um, him and his wife didn't work out. Um, she ended up passing away. My mom passed away a few years ago or so, like four years now. Um, we, we, 
<laughs> her and I got into some huge arguments all the time. Like, I, I feel like I was the black sheep in the family, like, all the time. But we ended on a good note. So I I could pretty much joke about it, even though it is a very dark subject. Um, yeah. I feel fine talking about it and stuff like that. But I didn't, when I was going through this tough time with with my now the ex um i didn't want to do what i felt was right for myself because i didn't know if what i was struggling through was something that he never dealt with and um so through a long process i finally had a sit down conversation of asking why they didn't work out and it was it basically came down to they never communicated. They never said, I, you know, I feel upset at this situation or I, I'm sad. This is why it was, I'm sad. You should know why I'm sad. Right. Type things. And I did, I've done a lot of work on myself. Like I spent 10 years reading books on how to change who I am and understanding that, I am responsible for myself and I am responsible for my own emotions and I can convey all this stuff in a non, like sometimes I'm too harsh, but, uh, in, in a good responsible way. When I had the conversation with him and I realized his problems were not my problems, it was like a weight just went gone. And I was able to move on with my life in a way that, um, I I I needed to do in that situation, um, though I still have a lot of people mad at me for making the decision I made in my life. But that's that's not their problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, I I was worried that I was continuing the the pattern that my dad laid out, and once I realized, I kind of went off on my own thing, kind of kind of being the black sheep, anyways. Um, I felt okay to move forward with my life. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good. I don't know how we got there. <laughs> That's good. You both seem like a black sheep, David. <laughs> Not at all, actually. <laughs> no, but I, I do like, I'm like, we don't even have to interview you now. We'll just, we'll simulcast this, uh, I know, this episode. You can do that. No, it's fine no, with I'm me. Kidding. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's, uh, that's crazy. That is... Um, I have a, I have, a, <laughs> I don't have as crazy story as some of the other people, but I have a, sure. I, I have a really weird background that yeah. nobody else has. So, yeah, it's fun. Definitely, it gives me, it gives me stuff to talk about, and yeah, I do, I do stand up comedy as well, um, oh, awesome. and so it allows me to have something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <That's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as the clubs are back open, we'll have plenty to. <laughs> right. Right. We'll have a lot of pent up anger and <laughs> frustration that we can get out in comedy right. ways. Yeah. <laughs> With sound effects. With sound effects. <laughs> yeah. Every, all emotionally sad moments in life are better with sound effects. Right. Especially well placed boy. Oh, I was against. thinking that. <laughs> 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 So I think we're about ready to wrap this up. It has yeah. been enlightening and very good. Yeah. I enjoyed this conversation, and hopefully we have more in the future. 
I I am wishing you guys all the best luck in the world. Uh, make sure you take a little bit of time yourself in between takes. Don't do a whole bunch in a row because I feel like so. Oh, so I have this theory. It goes off of. Uh, have you watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I, you know, I've, I've a few a few episodes. Okay, yeah, so I'm not an avid follower of it, but it is hilarious when I do watch it. So I find. If I watch more than three episodes in a row, I feel like the worst possible person in the entire world, and I need a palate <laughs> cleanser. Yeah. Um, so in the, in that in the always sunny way, don't do too many episodes in a row, <laughs> at least or at least have a palate cleanser in between. Right. I feel like this is David's way of. This is like a a, a really <laughs> indirect intervention. Yeah, it is on our behalf, which I pre- I, makes me feel. Uh, like I'm loved, so I. Re- I <laughs> no, I love I, what you're doing. I just, I, uh, you know, I worry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dave. I'll put on a coat when it's cold outside. I promise. You better, or else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, it's California. You. It's hot. I, you're fine. <laughs> I appreciate that. He's being our fatherly figure right yes. now. He knows we're yeah. <laughs> he knows we're in need. Right. No, thank you. Now go clean though. your room. Your Sincerely room is though. a mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit he actually knows what's on the other side of this zoom right <laughs> thank you david yeah so uh yeah, throw in your plugs here one more time uh where people can find you oh. and what you so, be- whatever you like yeah so tell me about your dad.com um and then we've got a facebook page we have a facebook group that's all under so tell me about your dad uh, our instagram is at so tell me about your dad um we're gonna be kind of probably launching a patreon soon so if you want to send us some money that would be great that'll help um also you may be confused there are other podcasts out there that have kind of even launched a little bit before us i believe there's a so tell me about your mother i think there's a tell me about your father or a so tell me about your pops i think this idea has been tried and may also be being tried in the moment as well we didn't steal any ideas we just kind of moved forward with ours um so we are the so tell me about your dad um yeah so tell me about your dad.com no one bought that so i guess we won good job <laughs> proud of you <laughs> and i don't and we you know i'm sure the other ones are great too and i and uh, if if they have the hearts to do this i hope they keep doing it as well so um they're not your yeah. problem. So tell me about your dad. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's right. You're not in competition. I wish them though were. they're going down. <laughs> <laughs> they're not in competition. We are. Right. I don't know. No. Yeah, something like that. Let's so, yeah. fight something. to the death. Also, uh what it, I know it's a, off on a different tangent. If anybody wanted yeah. to find out about your comedy or anything else you're doing. Uh, what do you got? What do you got? Sure. I, I have one YouTube clip up from a three years ago. Sweet. I don't put a lot of my stand up online. Um, but yeah, you know, you could follow me uh, on uh, Instagram at uh, John Morris Ross IV. Um, John Morris Ross the fourth. And then you could follow my Twitter at X John Ross X. Um, yeah, check it out. Hopefully we'll be busy again and, um, when things open back up, I'll get some more clips up. And Sounds good. May, you got anything to say? I'm anonymous. <laughs> I'm anonymous in all of this. May is not anonymous. 
<laughs> I feel like you should have more part in some of this. You do you want to share, May? Do you want to? Do you want me to sure. share on your behalf? Sure. You um, yeah, I do a lot of speaking. So, um, and I do a lot of advocacy um, that's outside of this podcast. Uh, so they can find out more on my Instagram, my Facebook page. My Instagram is official May Flores. Um, M A E F L O R E S. Yes. Thanks. I appreciate that. Thank you, John. <laughs> For people like me who can't spell, that's appreciative. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, we will wrap this up and I will say to everybody else out there, uh, goodbye. Or wait, no, wait, that sounds very sad. (laughs) See you later. No. (laughs) Yep. No, we're just going to end it. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Seriously Awkward and Friends. Please like, subscribe our Facebook page, and think about becoming a Patreon member. And listen next week. Thank you.